Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. How do twins differ? There is a question for you. And how are they exactly the same? There are many misconceptions about twins and how similar and how different they can be. Could a pair of identical twins score the exact same on a test without even knowing it? To dispel these myths, I'm joined by Professor Nancy Segal, Director of the Twin Studies Centre at Cal State Fullerton. Nancy, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm fine. Good afternoon. You have to start me off with the story of this, these uh, Bingham twins. This is an amazing story. Yes, well, a number of years ago, these two medical students in South Carolina were taking a second-year examination, and the answers were monitored remotely, and apparently they performed very, very similarly, both correct and incorrect answers. And because of that, the proctors believed that they were cheating. Now, this is not the first such case I've come across, and I strongly believed and testified in court on their behalf, marshalling in evidence from the quantitative psychological literature that identical twins do perform very much alike in testing, in information processing, abilities, interests, etc. And what really surprised me, what, what shocked me actually, is that they submitted these scores to a testing outfit called Cavion. Cavion entered the girls' responses into their database and compared the frequency of similarity with unrelated individuals. And because the twins' match was so high, they concluded on that basis that they must have cheated. Well, I would have been surprised if they had not matched. What the, what the testing outfit did not consider is that these are identical twins, not unrelated people. If they'd been unrelated and they showed that high degree of frequency, then maybe you could entertain the possibility of cheating. But it really surprises me, angers me, disheartens me that a fine medical faculty that you'd find at the Medical School of South Carolina claimed they knew nothing about twins and went ahead accusing these twins of a very unfair uh, performance and really damaged their reputations considerably. They they won that case, didn't they, thanks to your help and were very handsomely rewarded? They did win the case because after the dean decided that to drop charges, somebody leaked all their confidential information to the press. And at that point, their, their reputations were severely damaged. They had to leave medical school. They both became lawyers. They graduated last year. And so, yes, a second round uh, happened. We actually went to trial in November, just two months ago. And I testified on their behalf, and they won the jury in South Carolina decides on the damages. And they awarded the twins $1.5 million. Wow. Uh, whoever conducted that initial test will be far more careful in future, I think. Um, it does speak volumes, though, about how identical they really are, doesn't it? That if, if they're setting an exam, sitting an exam separately, their brains are thinking in such a similar pattern that, uh, you know, an untrained person can look and think they have to be copying these answers. Of course. You know, we know so much from psychological twin research that twins just perform, identical twins, that is, perform very much alike. Now, not every pair does, but the vast number do compared to fraternal twins. And what, what amazes me, too, is that identical twins raised apart from birth perform more alike than fraternal twins raised together. I shouldn't say it amazes me, but what amazes me is that people don't 
emphasize that finding as much as they should. Uh, I wouldn't know how to reconcile that without reference to some genetic explanation. Now, genetics is not everything. The environment plays a role. These two medical students did study together quite a bit, but then so do ordinary students, right? right. So why should we hold the twins to higher standards? They're perfectly um, allowed to study together if they, if they so choose. But, but that idea that if you take identical twins and, and separate them for years, that, that they will still have more in common than fraternal twins? Raised together, yes. Amazing. Truly amazing. Um, we talked about misconceptions. Tell me a, a few of them. Identical twins do not run in families. Well, you know, we've kind of walked that back a little bit. Identical twins may run in some families because we do see them repeated over subsequent generations. I came across uh, a neighborhood, a community in the south of Brazil, and there was a family there where there were five generations of identical twins. So we think there may be a tendency genetically based in some families, but in some cases, identical twin just seems to be sporadic. Now, fraternal twins, which result when a woman releases two eggs at the same time that are then separately fertilized by two separate sperm, we do believe there's a genetic influence on that. Um, it's also more likely to happen to older mothers because, after all, releasing two eggs at the same time is not exactly what women are supposed to do. The human uterus was designed to accommodate one baby, not two. And so this is kind of a reproductive error at the end of one's uh, reproductive years, but nevertheless a pleasant one if all goes well with the pregnancy. So older mothers are more likely to conceive uh, fraternal twins than younger ones. I do see a few others, though. Your consumption of yams can increase the chances of conceiving twins. Right. That's a very funny finding. It's the white yam. It's not all different types of yams. And that's a finding that comes out of Nigeria. And there has been some association between consuming yams and producing fraternal twins. I believe that even for the women who leave the community and stop eating yams, then they still have this tendency toward fraternal twinning. So it's kind of difficult to really sort that out. But yes, some of the the evidence on that is quite compelling. But I wouldn't suggest that women who are having fertility problems go out and eat white yams. They might be disappointed. Right. Another one is that identical twins can communicate by extrasensory perception. True or false? Yeah, that is so false. You know, I do believe that identical twins display these ESP-like events. By ESP, I mean extrasensory perception or telepathic types of communication. But what appears on the surface may not what, pe- be what people are actually thinking it is. You know, as I said earlier, identical twins think alike. They respond to the world the same way. They process information in a similar fashion. And so it may be that when they respond to things a certain way, people take that as evidence of communication. You know, we hear about these cases where one twin said, my brother or sister is lying dead in the gutter. I know that. And it happened. Yeah. But we do not hear about the misses, you know, where one twin believed that something was happening to the sister or brother and it never happened. So we don't hear about those. And we hear about them after the fact, when, when memory is fragile and frail, and so things may be repeated in ways that are not exactly correct. I think there are many other more scientifically grounded explanations for these kinds of phenomena. As a scientist, I stay open to possibilities that maybe somebody will show me that I'm right. wrong, and that's fine if they can, yes. but I've seen no persuasive evidence to this point. Okay. Another one that caught my eye is that twins can look racially diverse. 
Yes, yes. That is quite fascinating. It's a so-called biracial twin pair. And this happens, in fact, I'm writing a book proposal on this right now. What happens is that if twins are born to mixed-race couples, say you have an African-American father and a Caucasian mother, the way that genes assort is that one child may take on the physical characteristics of one parent and one twin will take on the physical characteristics of the other. So they really almost look different in ethnicity. And so when people see these twins, they're kind of astonished. And there have been more and more cases of this because mixed-race couples tend to be a more common um, mating system. I know the frequency has gone up quite a bit in recent years. Right. And to call them biracial is really not correct because both kids are equally biracial. After all, they inherit half their genes from each parent. But they give the appearance of being biracial. I, have, I think we should call them biracial-looking, for right. example. But what fascinates me is that I would like to know more about what it's like to grow up as such a, a twin and what are the parenting challenges. I know a little bit about that. The press has not covered that yet. And that is going to be the subject of my next book proposal. Right. You're a twin yourself, are you? I am. I'm a fraternal twin. I have a sister. And we look very little alike. And we are very different. Very, very different. And so, of course, that is what propelled me to take on twin twin research as my career because it's so professionally engaging and so personally meaningful to me. Right. My sister has identical twins and I can't tell them apart. And um, When we meet, one of them has a, just a different sense of humour and you need to give me a few minutes with him and I'll suss him out and then I can start using their names correctly. Uh-huh. Well, that's very, very typical. And I'll tell you that I think that people outside the family like yourself who don't live with them are probably better judges of twin type. You said they're identical because you can't distinguish between them than people who live with them. I have come across many families where parents tell me that these identicals are fraternal, and yet I meet them and I can't tell them apart. And it's because people who live with them are very sensitive to very subtle differences between them. And so to them, they look so different. But to the outside world, they're better judges of twin type because we're not used to those very small differences in either behavior or in appearance. I I fall silent when I meet them because I I refuse to use their names until I'm confident of the right one. (laughs) Well, see, that's a real problem, I think, because, you know, twins have to know what their names are and they have to understand that they have an identity apart from the twinship. So I think that if twins are really physically indistinguishable to most people, there should be a name tag all the time, initials, there should have a hairstyle that's somewhat different because... I think it's so important that people call them by their name and not just twin or hey you or avoid their name entirely. <laughs> I, it takes me about, oh, I'd say two or three minutes now, two or three minutes, but I just, they call me out when I get it wrong. And I think it's, it makes well, me good for them. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So they should. What was it, the new research, y- your new book is going to be on, you said? Well, I actually have two new book proposals that I'm working on. One is going to be in kind of an academic life history of all the exciting and memorable and significant and funny things that have happened to me in twin research along the way. And the other would be about these so-called biracial twins, uh, what it's like to grow up as one, what is the physical basis of this, uh, what can we learn about them in terms of discrimination, person perceptions, family relationships. I do have two other books currently in production right now that your viewers may, your listeners may be interested in. And one is coming out in March. It's an annotated collection of photographs plus text of the twin Holocaust survivors from World War II. And the other one, which is coming out in August, is a book about gay parents who had twins and the problem they had at the border coming from Canada 
to oh. Los Angeles. They both sound absolutely fascinating as well. Nancy, you're a very productive person. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.